Hi beautiful, how's it going? Welcome back to another week of the Stars and Savignon podcast where we're going to dive into yet another week of the Celestial and Celeb Stars. I know it's Monday and it's not Sunday, but I have been more inclined lately to move these episodes to Mondays, so I am officially transitioning them over. I'm very excited for another week of diving into the stars. It's been a very, very busy few weeks for me personally, and I feel like a lot of the times fall is. I was thinking yesterday, too, about how we like enter May and then all of a sudden it's the new year. Does anyone else feel that way? It just time flies through like spring, summer and fall. It's not like a bad thing, but I just always feel like time is flying by. It's Halloween already when this episode is coming out. So happy Halloween. I would love to see what you decided to be this year. My husband and I were Joe Goldberg and Love Quinn from the show You. We didn't really get a good picture of us, but I love how my husband and Penn Badgley, who plays Joe Goldberg, are both very, very big Scorpio stelliums. So I love how it makes for the perfect serial killer vibe, even though Scorpios are really just deeply emotional. I don't always feel that they represent that serial killer vibe that they get lumped into. But anyways, today we are diving into that Scorpio energy uh, as Scorpio season has just kicked off and we recently had a new moon and solar eclipse in Scorpio last Monday, which has brought forward a lot of depth, transformation, little bit of chaos to in some new beginnings. So get ready for another week as we dive into the energetics of this moon, who was impacted, and some of the upcoming predictions for this Mars retrograde that started yesterday, the 29th of October. So grab your glass. Cheers. Here's to another week. So in my very first episode, which was about the Aries full moon, I touched a little bit on the moon cycles and how the full moon really closes chapters for us. So with new moons, we are starting chapters. It's very much about new beginnings. And it's really where we set our intentions for the next moon cycle. So for example, this new moon in Scorpio is where we set our intentions for what we want to close out by the full moon in Scorpio, which will take place in Taurus season. But, 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 this new moon was a solar eclipse. So it documents the start of another large eclipse season. Eclipse seasons are not the easiest time for us to set intentions and manifest because there's a wild card type energy to them that makes them just a little bit chaotic. And if you think about eclipses, depending on the type of them, either the sun or the moon is usually blocking out the light 
or the darkness, I guess you could say, of the moon or the sun. And this causes the energy of both the sun and the moon to be blocked and not as accessible as they usually are. So I think of eclipses a little bit of like a retrograde since the sun and the moon don't ever station retrograde. These eclipses sort of bring that retrograde type energy of being just a wild card and bringing that almost chaoticness that Uranus brings us sometimes. So this past new moon was on Monday, October 25th, and the new moon was in Scorpio. So it brought this energy of depth, magnetism, transformation, tenacity, a lot of drama, like wild card uh, drama that was very deep and almost hidden beneath the surface. And this sort of depth of energy that we've seen has played out very intensely this year because the nodes, which are destiny points, have been transiting Scorpio and Taurus this year. The south node, or our comfort zone, has been transiting Scorpio, and the north node, which is outside of our comfort zone, has been transiting Taurus. So a lot of energetic themes throughout this year have come from this axis that Scorpio and Taurus sit, and those themes are very specific to you and how they show up for you in your chart. And if we look back to the full moon lunar eclipse in Taurus last November 19th, and the new moon solar eclipse in Taurus in April, on April 30th specifically, and then the full moon eclipse in Scorpio on May 15th, these same themes are now resurfacing once again in this time in those specific areas of life. So if you look back personally for yourself, I'm sure you could sort of see those themes starting to rise back again for you. And I wanted to share a personal example in this episode. I got married actually on April 30th during that full moon eclipse in Taurus. And around that time, of course, were naturally a lot of themes surrounding finances for me. My second house is in Scorpio and my eighth house is in Taurus, which lands around that axis of personal assets and shared finances. So naturally getting married during a time where the moon is transiting my eighth house of finances and that being a point in time where we're joining our finances together really makes sense. And although it was sort of a wild card timing wise, my husband is a Taurus moon. So I do feel like we had that timing on our side with us. But entering into this eclipse season, I feel like my financial world is still continuing to shift. I've had a lot of lessons this last year in terms of my financial state, and I'm working to 
really set myself up for success after these many lessons that I've experienced in the financial world, very much related to getting my accounts all hacked and really securing myself and becoming more cautious of wildcard energy as it relates to my finances. And I recently got a new job, um, a new day job that will be increasing my income and have been working to really build a financial team for myself that ensures my security, makes sure that I am, you know, making the best decisions for myself financially, whereas the me last November would not have ever really thought about that or gone down that path. So really this eclipse energy for me is where I've seen so much transformation in myself regarding finances. And it's on such a deep level that I feel like I haven't shared with a lot of people. Uh, And that is really the theme around these eclipses and sort of what has been rising to the surface. And it's a little bit harder on the celeb front because some of these things that are rising to the surface are so personal and are not really things that we often uh, will see because Scorpio is such a a depth <laughs> sign in terms of like things that are really, really below the surface and not um, really visual to the outside world. So I'm very excited to share with you some of these examples that I have for today, but I do want to note as well that we will continue to see this Scorpio-Taurus energy throughout these next few weeks. November 8th is going to be a full moon in Taurus as well as another eclipse, and we'll also see this energy resurface next year uh, during the next eclipse season. So definitely sort of continue to pay close attention to these themes that are showing up in your life, understanding that they are a wild card energy and you never know sort of what is going to happen. If you're interested in diving into how this shows up in your chart, I would love to help you and work one-on-one with you. I will have my link and Instagram in the show notes if you have any questions there. But let's dive in to the celebrities and how this has sort of shown up for them and in their lives. There was definitely a lot of drama around the eclipses this go around in pop culture, especially at the beginning of that week, I was like, how am I going to narrow down all of these stories? But I think not having birth information for a lot of people sort of helped me hone in a little bit on (laughs) all of the different stories. Like I wanted to talk about the Harry, Florence and Olivia drama, but Harry's the only one I have really concrete birth information for. So I didn't want to really dive into that without it. But It's funny too, because a lot of the celebrities I was talking about last week were resurfacing in the news around then too. So I will be talking about a couple people who I discussed last week and how, you know, not just those themes are showing up for them, but themes are showing up in other areas of life as well. So 
First off, with that, I want to talk about Kylie again. Because last week, during this eclipse, we had a lot of rumors being tossed around in the media about Travis and how he has potentially been cheating on Kylie. He has definitely denied those rumors, but I wanted to really focus in on the astrology of the rumors that have been surfacing as Kylie's chart really has this eclipse sitting between her 11th and 5th house. Specifically, this eclipse highlighted her 11th house of social awareness and how she shows up in groups of people. And it's very interesting how this house is really focused on sort of our appearance and how we present ourselves to the outside world because these rumors almost surfaced this deeper energy that almost they were looking to hide from the public. And it seems like from other rumors I've seen that this information was something they likely didn't want to get out to the public. And within her internal world, I really feel like she's likely looking into how she wants to show up in the public eye and the perception of her in the public space, if that makes sense. So looking back to some of those previous eclipse touch points that she's had, last November is really when everything with Astro World went down and we saw Kylie and her immediate family like Travis, Stormy, they all sort of went into hiding. And then in April and May, we started to watch them resurface and Kylie and Stormy back on that May eclipse were attending the Billboard Music Awards with him and really backing him and being like, we are a family, we are presenting ourselves as a united front. And then suddenly this eclipse sort of surfaces more drama surrounding Travis and Kylie's having to further consider how she wants to be perceived in the public eye with the fifth house themes of children top of mind. I know a lot of celebrities across the board want to present themselves as a united front for the sake of their children and Kylie is going to continue to have to consider these facts as you know, these eclipse cycles continue and as the themes of the nodes in the Scorpio and Taurus houses continue because these are destined lessons for her. And it's really all about how she wants to sort of show up in the social scene. And I'm wondering by like the next eclipse season if she will have sort of taken some of her life and placed it more privately than it has been in the past. Um, I have always felt since she does have that Scorpio 11th house, she's likely more focused or honed in on keeping a lot of her private life private. Um, and I think she might continue to sort of move more uh, to a private space as we move along here. 
but I'm very interested to see how this continues to unfold, especially through this next full moon eclipse on the 8th. So that is Kylie and sort of what is going on in her world right now as it relates to the eclipse. Okay, now I want to talk about Rihanna again, which I was not expecting this week to be talking about Rihanna again. This really shocked me last week when she announced that she is dropping new music again, really going back to that career transformation we were talking about with Pluto in Capricorn. She's taking the end of this transit along with the eclipses to launch new music. And I'm really excited for her. I think this is a great time for her to start making this comeback to the music scene. And it's so interesting too, because I mentioned last week how Pluto, when it enters Aquarius for her, I really think that there's some more tricks up her sleeve. There is more that meets the eye in terms of her ideas She's super revolutionary, and I think she's going to continue to bring us that energy, whether it's through her mu new music or new things that she's launching. And as an Aries rising, this eclipse specifically has touched her eighth house of shared finances and joint ventures. So I love that not only is she like releasing new music, she's doing it in partnership with the new Black Panther movie, which just makes total sense based off of her chart. I want to know who her astrologer is because this alignment is so, it's so cool. Like the energy here is exactly this eclipse sort of rising wild card to the surface, transforming into a new era. What a freaking queen. She is killing it. I really cannot wait to see how she continues in this space. It's so cool to see how she's sort of mapped herself as this like business queen, but also an amazing artist that we are always talking about and wanting more from. So I'm looking forward to seeing what's to come for her. All right, next I want to talk about Taylor Swift. She released a new album leading right up to the eclipse. And it's awesome that she released it right leading up to it. The energy of the eclipse does last a little bit before and a little bit after, just as it does in any moon cycle. And Taylor specifically is a Scorpio rising. So new moon in Scorpio right on her first house of self was an amazing time for her to put new work out into the world, especially since this album seems very, very close to her heart and has so much depth to it, as do all of her albums with her Cancer Moon. She's no stranger to being emotionally vulnerable. And these songs that she's written throughout the middle of the night, like you can tell how much depth is within her thoughts and her words and how she sort of communicates them to us in her work. It is incredibly beautiful. And I love too, she's got Pluto, Mars, and her ascendant all conjunct in the first house, meaning she's someone that is 
used to transformation and she's used to using it as a motivator for her. She really like implements this in the way that she categorizes her eras of her music. And we're really with this Midnight's album seeing this new side of her that we haven't seen before. And especially this emotionally vulnerable side with Antihero and really this depth in her Scorpio rising that we've all sort of been craving. And she's just like, here you go. Here's this little touch that I'm, I'm going to give you, but then I'm going to sort of crawl back into my, my hole and, and keep private to myself. I love to see this like passionate transformative energy through this album and her eras. And I think she's so incredibly strategic that Again, another artist that I am pretty confident has an astrologer because the timing here is just so incredibly beautiful and very relevant to her and her chart. So what an incredible time for her to be launching music. It's just, it's great. And I know she had a little bit of controversy last week as well. And what is an eclipse season without a little bit of controversy after an album release? I'm pretty sure if they do have an astrologer on staff, they were ready for the controversy. I feel like you can't see Taylor Swift in the news sometimes without some sort of rumor or controversy, which she speaks to through her music as well. So absolutely an interesting time. This is just very much in alignment for her and her chart. So I'm very happy for her and think that this album is just incredible. She has done such an amazing job. I want to fit in just one more bonus one today with Sophia Grace announcing that she was pregnant on Ellen. And for those of you who don't know who Sophia Grace is, she was an internet kid who went viral many years ago with her cousin Rosie and Ellen. It's sort of brought them under her, uh, her wing and made them even more viral and famous than they were before. Uh, but Sophia Grace this week announced that she was pregnant very close to or on the new moon on Monday. And while Sophia doesn't have a confirmed birth date or time or location, I, or I mean, she does have a confirmed birth date, she just doesn't have the confirmed birth time. Uh, so I can't look at her birth chart, but she is a Scorpio moon. So regardless of where this moon is in her chart, it does make total sense with like wild card pregnancy announcement, especially because the moon represents uh, the mother and she is about to become a mom, even though she is very young. This is kind of like, again, that depth that rises to the surface and is transformative and sort of, again, crazy, chaotic, very different. Uh, not saying that her pregnancy is chaotic, but this is just a very interesting, relevant sort of news conversation that we're seeing surrounding this eclipse energy. So that was one more that I wanted to throw in here. Again, there was so much that happened last week around the eclipse and I wanted to share some of those relevant stories to this energy that we're seeing. 
All right, so now diving into some upcoming energies and predictions. We just had Mars station retrograde yesterday in Gemini, and Mars is the planet of action, aggression. It's really where we are most passionate, and with Gemini being the sign of communication and where we're sort of almost most intellectual, this can be very smooth or very feisty depending on where Mars and where Gemini both fall in your chart personally. And I'm not saying during this time to avoid confrontation, but I would just be mindful of what you are saying and how you are saying it. I saw a TikTok yesterday that was like, keep your hot takes to yourself. And I have to say that I'm in alignment with that. Just be mindful from now through January as to what you are saying and how you are saying it. And I feel like during this time, we are going to see potentially some increased arguments, some increased hot takes from celebrities that we might not be interested in hearing, but we're going to hear them anyways. And we might see that two celebs are educating themselves more on different topics or fighting or standing up for themselves in ways that we haven't seen them do so before. So I'm very interested to see how this unfolds over the next few months. It's a very long retrograde again from now through January. So we've got some fiery confusion to come from the collective and we'll see how this sort of presents itself in the news. But that is all I have for this week. Thank you so much again for tuning in to another episode of the Stars and Savion podcast. Again, if you're interested in how any of these transits might be impacting your life on a day-to-day basis, I would love to work one-on-one with you. I'll link my booking site in the show notes. And if you liked what you heard, I appreciate you leaving a review, sharing this podcast with your friends, and following me on Instagram. My Instagram is at stars and selenite. That's selenite like the crystal. S-E-L-E-N-I-T-E. And until next Monday now, love you babes.